Bojo. Ani. Welcome to Enwaying, our sound podcast. This is our podcast about raising children in Anishinaabemowin as second language learners. I'm Mashko Gapakwe, and this is my husband. Here we will be talking about stories, challenges, triumphs, and tips as we share our experiences about our household of five. Beamed Beam again. Okay. Bojo Kinawea, Ndiyamam P, Ndayang, Nisi Ng, the Abjituna Bakanat, and Wayan Cook, Kai Kenzi Nishinakadek, Ow, Nongom, Ndiyame, Nisi Ng, Ndayang, Binojiak. Naba, Nabawak, Shpiming. Going Wika, we should chige see me. And Dapa Jitu Oshke, Waganishish Nakadik. No way when Makak. No way when Makak. How? Kijate Gojing Nangwa, Kikpigo, and the Mushtun Nibing Gojing. Zom Kijate Gojing. Neen, Neen. Simtana Pitate Going in the Mendes in Buezo Yan Opcha Going in a Buezo see Ishwigo Buezo Yan Optigo Gijate and Gujing Gujing Mage Dudu Swanning Minua Giju Namde Gujing Mhm Me as a Jikadung P. Bish. Somnibana Bish. Bamashe. Gijigung. Nangodashim. Guanquit. Gelbe. Gelbe Gijate. Gelbe. Gelbe Gijate. Gonna butch Benesi. Guibija walk. Weber. Gonna butch the cost and keep he bumsaying, bumsaying, saying, bumsaying, saying, good Hmm, and give it say mom. You would say mana. Mana, wait, say mana. Ha, we got you. Muja and Gigandas or Giabajatun Zadai Pijad Pigajad Gijad of Gigamagong Shrigungu Nendan Binish Pichino or Jinagua Osnagua Shogan Shoan meanwhile Zigame Swaybi Ganjigan Ganjigan Yes, 
Jaganashi Gema Kwegi Jagat Jaganashi Moing Jaganashi Bamadsawin Jinkadek Ganojita Jinakat Jinkade what? Anishkosh to game? Mm-hmm. Nakshik. Oh, Nakshik and Gi. Bungi get chippy ten dog. Is it to Gayang? Gin Madabeme Kujing, Otishkoyang, and Dayang. Gi Ganoabdan. Gi Ganoabadana. Mizanate se Kujing. Mino Gi Gibizendua. Gibizendua nan in Bashk Jizaganan. Meanwhile, Gigish Nadun, Makumimagan. Mogay the cog. Gawin and Gweski Meadsi. Giave Giave Bibins Giave Shishkini. Gibi doing Maboyan, Pukweshaman, Nan, Gojing, Gi Anskonyeme, the Belguyonan, Midash, Anweb, Anwebian, Gojing, Mekwa, Bask, Jiskan. Bask jis kanan ki bask jis ke chik going to get seen I'm going to watch me uh so did you want to recap this is a mashkoka but kwe emmeline and hozaogi jigo gano and go so we just talked about what we did um or we talked about the weather a little bit, saying it was hot. It's hot out now, and it's humid out, and perhaps there'll be a thunderstorm tonight. Hopefully. And Emily doesn't like humidity, and high heat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was cloudy. We went for a walk. We walked the dog, and it's funny because people were saying long weekend i didn't even know it was the weekend let alone a long weekend until i heard the fireworks so we just talked a little bit about um or i asked ozawa like what did we do two nights ago and i figured well the kids are gonna be sleeping with them going off anyways because they're pretty loud in the city so we just went out there and enjoyed ourselves so we're just talking a little bit about that and what we did out there but um I don't know, did you want to fill people in? This is our sixth episode of our first season. I think it will be our final one of season one. This is our our first episode that we've recorded after um, the CBC article that was done with Emmeline. They interviewed interviewed Mishko Gabudkwe. And it was really well done and kind of gave us some notoriety I guess for for doing this and and yeah so we're just we're just glad that we're able to share this more with people and that our goal was to get this out to people to hopefully be inspired and be wanting to to do this themselves or or wondering how they can support other families who are doing this as well.
So yeah, I just wanted to say miigwech again to Kate Dak for the amazing job that she did creating that piece. I wouldn't have sounded that great <laughs> without her. And, and I also, um, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge the fact that we were not expecting this to spread so far when I originally got the email or whatever. And I was sitting down thinking about doing the interview. I thought maybe it might hit like 200, three people, 300 people maybe at the most. <laughs> and mainly the language community or the second Anishinaabe in one language community. And it's kind of just got picked up and went like wildfire across Indian country. So was really not expecting that and with that comes like pros and cons of being shared in the limelight which I know um was gonna happen anyways creating a podcast but we weren't really creating the podcast to be in the limelight or to be known well known or famous or anything like that it was just to try and connect us or start conversation or um share our piece and for me sharing a story orally it just comes way more natural than me trying to write it or get it down on paper. It's just so hard for my brain. Um, this whole journey is like taking me in places and forcing me to grow a lot. And um, yeah, I've just come to learn that, you know, my brain is like everybody else is very different and unique and just learning a lot about myself as we like take this journey <laughs> and walk with it forward um as a family doing a podcast so I just wanted to say that little piece it's really allowed me yeah to like look at myself and what I'm doing and how I feel and really stick my roots into the ground and hold firm and know what is a limiting belief and what is helping me and what is not valuable to, for me to hold on to and what's for me to let go I don't know if you experiencing any of that Ozawa uh for me um I just I see a lot of people that shared it and people that are supporting us. So it was surprising to me how much <laughs> it's gotten out there and and yeah, it's just it's kind of motivating to keep to keep doing it and to keep sharing the message and promoting the language and not just our language but I think all indigenous languages it kind of it's kind of getting that information out there of people to help them understand because I I don't I think some people don't completely understand what it you know what it takes to do this like to try and raise children in the language and like they don't completely understand how how it works or what it's about and so for some after hearing your interview they're like oh like I understand now or it seems like there's a better understanding of of what it is yeah, that was definitely the outreach that I was hearing, like the kind of theme, which is part of the reason why I decided to like take a risk and go ahead and do it without you, because I know as a, as a team, um, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, so I was really surprised too by the amount of people sharing and supporting. I was kind of like, wow, like that's really nice to know that many people have good kind thoughts about what we're doing but you're right um 
a lot of people I don't think understood the degree of what we were doing and the commitment of how we were doing it and when I decided to do the interview I knew that I was going to be revealing a lot of myself to people and that's there's always a risk there and so it's funny that you say how it's motivating because I'm not going to say it's not there's definitely a a pipe piece that is very encouraging and motivating because when you get positive feedback you want to go harder you want to try harder but I also want to run and hide and like delete it all (laughs) like curl up in a corner sometimes because I'm like oh it's out there and all these ears are listening and everything and sometimes it can be misconstrued for like jaganashi or whatever and that's not the point behind it and also everything else that hasn't helped I've just set aside and say that's a limiting belief and it's not going to help our family right now so I'm going to set this over here and just focus on our family doing the interview and hearing some um, feedback like forced me to take really take a good look at myself because not all reactions that like we saw were positive and like it forces you like I said to like dig in and take root of who you are and what you believe in and what you stand for and so all we can keep doing is just being us being human showing up as who we are and it just sort of showed me for a while it made me um, a little bit sick to my stomach to keep speaking the language because um, some of the things that I've been that have been said to me it was really hard to speak the language without um, some of these like things that had been shared with me in passing that were kind of haunting me because you know there's a lot of baggage that people carry around the language and protecting it and how they feel about it and their relationship with it and that comes out in many different ways and many different feelings and expressions of feelings so for a bit there I just felt really like not safe in the language and so I um I decided to take a little break and I um, ended up speaking English for a couple days just to get by. Um, Ozawa didn't break, which is uh, amazing, and I thank him for that big time. I needed to do it for my mental health and so that I could take a step away from that relationship and examine it. And once I did that, I was able to reestablish boundaries and boundaries and beliefs about that relationship and how I could um, create a stronger bond, stronger relationship with that and pass that down to my my kids. So, you know, they these things come to us and they come to us to help us grow and by no means am I painting this as a horrible thing. It was a gift. Um, it was a gift within a gift. <laughs> It was a gift as well as a, learn- a learning opportunity for me and it just made us stronger as a family and put us back, I think, into a really good place. So in saying that, I- it was really, really hard for me to be able to admit that or say that. And sitting here doing a podcast admitting that it was very hard to speak English kind of says something. <laughs> How about you? Um. Yeah, I think that, you know, like the negative comments that I saw, they weren't anything new. Like I've been in language learning for 
a few years now and it's not they weren't any comments that I didn't hear before or read about before so um, but yeah it is you know it can be that's part of the language learning journey as well is that you know unfortunately um, we have to kind of deal with negative comments from from Anishinaabe people, from indigenous people, from non-native people as well. Although they're not there all the time, but um, like everyone has their own views on how you should learn and how you um, how you should teach the language and yeah. So it's just part of you. Just kind of have to become immune to it and uh, that's kind of where where I'm at is or I, if I hear different comments or things that I disagree with then I'll, I'll I'll speak on it but and I mean for me it's like yeah I mean I've had some pretty hard hits from some people about me learning and how I am as a learner but it's the fact that we kind of put our whole life out there for people and like uh, people are really quick to squash it and so I'm always just kind of like did you even listen to the podcast um to kind of figure out what we're about first and even then like it's this is just a drop in the bucket so um in saying that um we can kind of like leave it there and just you know know that like that was a part of the reality of, of sharing and um I just thought it was kind of important to just yeah be able to tell the truth to Buewen and practice that turtle teaching. Um, you know, that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to live out. So I don't feel like I should sit behind a screen and hide and say, like, that's not what we were experiencing. Um, we're, we've been honest up until now. So we'll just be honest with those that are here to be with us. And like I said, this is all about trials and triumphs, um, trials and tribulation, tr tribulations, triumphs, tips and advice, funny stories, our experiences. Um, we welcome you to have your own experience. That's why we started this. And you know, it's so it's been so beautiful. Ozawa, like we've seen so many other language, indigenous language um, preservers, revitalizers, learners um, sharing this. I love seeing that. Um, did you notice? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I also noticed there was a lot of people who um, were like, wow, this is inspiring me to learn my own language, but it wasn't an indigenous or endangered language. It was one that was from... Um, so that was also a little bit triggering in a lot of ways. So to those that um, are reaching out to us, I do want to say uh, I'm so happy that we're inspiring you in that way, but just to remember that there's a big difference between indigenous languages such as Nishnabemwen and languages such as, you know, German, Italian, Polish that have countries and lots and lots of uh, resources and funding and immersion settings. So I, um, I'm so happy that we've reached hearts uh, out there that come from all different backgrounds and cultures and trainings of life, but um, I do just want to also remind people of that um but yeah lots of really like seeing people in the the Cree language community sharing um Mohawk like yeah so it's been uh Mi'kmaq um really cool that way uh I'm just a language learning nerd in general so 
yeah, you got any, if you want to share any of your um, indigenous or mother tongue language with us, uh, please shoot us a DM at, at our Instagram because I'm such a nerd and I will uh, love to learn some some new stuff. But anyways, getting back to Anishinaabe Mwen, we've kind of like made some new developments, you some new developments uh, or some new observations, I'm trying to say, um, with the kids lately. I don't know if you've noticed or not. Um, oh, so we'll get into... Like, have you noticed any any big changes within Sosuayage or Zodai in the last... Since we did the last recording, which was probably about a month and a half ago? Um, Sosuayage, yeah. at, at, at least... I notice he's saying he's trying to repeat a lot of words that are very big compared to Zadai, who didn't use like three or four words at a time, um, or syllables, I should say. And then the English words that I've heard him repeat are words that we've never used. So I know he's visited my parents a, like a couple of times, and um, the only English phrases I've heard him say are things that they have said, obviously, because we don't, but. Um, like wouldn't even be really something that I would say in, in English anyways. So, um, like Gazagin is one, um, he doesn't say it with his mouth open. He goes like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he like, Ani, he says Ani, but he'll go, mm-hmm. and he'll say, eh? mm? and he'll say, ka, mm. Right? Like, yeah. he has very... Uh, they're, they're in Nishnapen, but they're all, like, little hums, you know? Yeah. I noticed with, um, like, earlier with Zadai, when she was younger, was that I just thought, okay, we'll just speak, and she'll just start speaking. But there was a point where we had to slow down and say each syllable for the word for her to pronounce X. Like, we had to slow it down and say the word, um, and then she would repeat it after that. Uh, where's my initial thoughts? Maybe because we don't have enough speakers around, um, like, surrounding her or not, or that had surrounded her. But she wasn't, like, just picking it up on her own, like, just saying words. We had to kind of... Um, slow down and and really pronounce the syllables and so I'm kind of wondering how that you know as Sasuayaje he's going to start talking soon so he'll be um, I'll, I'll, I'll wonder how if he'll be any different because just physically he's uh, developed quicker than Zadai like in terms of like he's he crawled earlier and he started walking earlier so I'm curious to see what his um, his uh, voice or his uh, <laughs> like if he starts talking earlier and what you know how that will how that's gonna look well it's funny that you mentioned you know having speakers around because like I know that that's like the hard part of isolation and 
um, social distancing and the fact that we don't have speakers nearby anyway, so we can't even, like, do an easy social distance. We'd have to travel somewhere unsafely and, you know, do something. And with kids, it's just not ideal. So um, I'll just kind of talk about, like, the other day we had a little meeting between Zodai and uh, a speaker at her at her daycare or child care center. Um, there are like weekly meetings that were happening since uh, the... Like weekly online lessons. Since the her. daycare was closed and yeah. with since lockdown every- and everything. And um, I had to leave both times. <laughs> so I really doubt that, you know, the, the amazing guy uh, person helping her is listening but I was crying in the kitchen I had to leave Ozawa with her because <laughs> it was like so wonderful um in the beginning we noticed like there was a little bit more English um and that was the first time I ever I really pieced it all together that when you switch a number of times in one sentence uh, between English and when she gets very confused, like she doesn't know which language you want her to speak in, she doesn't know which one to respond in, she kind of gets stuck on how, like, what do I do with this, kind of like, I know what they're both called, kind of what do I, I know both of these, I don't really know where to go from here. Um, and so then it switched to the language and there was a lot more just Nishnabim when being used and all of a sudden it just starts moving and flying and she's really beginning to imitate the sounds and he's laughing and realizing like yes she's responding yes she understands everything he's saying and she's you know some of the responses were in English but then after about five minutes I think maybe five seven minutes then it was all in the schnabim went all in the schnabim went and then I'm just crying in the kitchen because I'm like it's just been so long since a first language speaker sat with her daughter and spoke. I don't, like, did she ever? Like, I don't even know if she's ever really interacted because, like, she's never really been on board, you know, like, consciously, you know, she she's only really made that jump in the last year. Yeah, not lately, like, within the past year or so. She hasn't really been in contact with with a first language speaker. With just, like, like one-on-one or just immersion with just that person you know like and interacting back and forth so that was like again I was just crying because I'm like imagine how easy I'm gonna get upset now I don't want to (laughs) imagine how easy if we had just a bunch of speakers around (laughs) oh man (laughs) yeah you go (laughs) yeah so it was kind of like the responsibility on us was taken off our shoulders for those like that half hour 20 minutes and it was just nice to see her like she could understand like everything you said and it was um he was from uh the speakers from wiki and so just they she understood everything they could the, the dialect yeah so <laughs> I'm just crying over here. No big deal, guys. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good to have kind of like okay, we're not sh- we're not shouldered with that responsibility of of taking her on or of not uh, taking her on, but taking on the language, like passing that on to her. 
Well, it's like it's even better because she's receiving like the real language, you know. Yeah. She's getting like the real, the real sounds, you know, and it's yeah. just like. And she could understand everything, and there's like a few, and so she's been to a few classes with him. Um, yeah, and so she's picked up a little bit more, like just understanding the language. And another thing, I guess, that I noticed was, um, so JP, our friend JP, John Paul Chalikoff, uh, sorry if I got your name wrong, JP, <laughs> Nigananabe as I know him as, he's a musician, so he's created some, some songs in the language and some really good, um, you know, good quality, he plays guitar, so it's really good quality music, so, he, and it's on YouTube, and there's a video that he just released of, yeah, like a puppet, or like a monster singing this number song that he created, and uh, Zadai was really into it, well, Sosweage too, he really mm -hmm. would just watch it. Yeah, it was Stop great. and watch it. And it's music that, like, I can... I want to listen to too. Like I'm not banging my head against the wall listening to like. Like uh, you can only listen to so many like children's like, style. That was I noticed, and she was really into it. Into it, so that like things like, like that. Crazy, like she's she's trying to read the numbers and say them at the same time, but it's a, such a mouthful for her that she's trying to go. Basic needs to sway. Basic needs to sway, but she can't get the 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 niche in there, so she's going. <laughs> she's trying to get it but she can't quite get it yet but she's reading the numbers on the screen and doing it at the same time and I'm like man this is like education schooling all in one this is so cool <laughs> yeah so it's just another thing that's kind of and all those videos online that, that are in the language only that's what we um, try and show them um, and so that that's kind of a newer one that that she's really into and it kind of it helps her to see things from somebody else or be interactive with something else that's not us and I think that's another thing that is helpful when when learning a language to see something else that's or someone else that's that's speaking in the language yeah, we even have our own choreography to one of his, his other songs, uh, Bekka Bimosen. <laughs> yeah, we created a little dance to that, to his other song that that he created. But yeah, so yeah, it was when she was interacting with, with um, our teacher at the daycare, he, he, I think he noticed that she understood what he was saying. So that's when he switched into just using the yeah. language. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So then he, that's when he just used the language the rest of the, his little lesson there. And yeah, so for her, it was like, um, it was confusing when, when it was like, okay, this, this is a, this wasn't the lesson, but I'll just say, oh, this is a Daban. This means car. And then she was just kind of confused. Like, okay, what do I say? Do I say car or do I say Daban? Or and so, um, 
And then when it was just in the Anishinaabe one, because she could understand uh, what he was saying, it the whole lesson moved along more smoothly, and it was just good for for everyone. I think it it probably helped the the speaker as well to notice that and to be like, oh, I can do it, like I can do this lesson this way. Um, so I think it kind of opened up his eyes as well, like. Oh, I don't need to use English. I can just use the language. Yeah, it was all just like flowing really nicely. And it just, for me, it was just really healing. It was just what I needed, like from the days that we had had earlier to that. And um, like, I think I said to you that morning, I'm like, I feel like, you know, Chimenado just came and gave me a big hug and just said, you know, we got you because it was just all organically just kind of unfolded and um, a lot of times we're encouraged not to read or write the language and I've spoke I spoke a little bit about this in the interview and that's that like our mouths have to practice like there's from from being a child you first you are hearing sounds you're hearing your your parents and in the womb or or people when you're in the womb and then when you arrive here you hear the sounds all around you but then you get older and you begin listening to those sounds and trying to differentiate you know what are what is this what does this mean what is that you know and then from there you begin to understand oh this is what this means this is what that means this is okay like I know what they're saying and that's usually where you know most learners start to feel like confident okay I'm starting to understand like what this person is saying and then what happens next um for children is they begin experimenting so look at Sasvayaje he's like mm-hmm mm-hmm you know gazagin and inside of his mouth um he's practicing you know moving and getting his his vo- voice ready and What's that going to sound like? And what does that feel like? Like, there's a whole process to that, right? And as learners, we don't get an opportunity to really just, like, go ahead and practice and to constantly get that constructive criticism or that validation of that's right or that's not right and this is how you do say it. And so for me, to guarantee that I know I'm speaking the words grammatically correct the way a speaker would, it would be to have a book that has stories that were told by first language speakers and then translate it into English if it has a translation because that's the other part. When you have these stories, I've noticed that in picture books that I read to my daughter, I can always tell, and I'm beginning to be able to tell like who's translating too, but I can tell, you know, this was a story that was completely written in English and then translated into Anishinaabemwin because it's, you know, their mouth is moving in this square, but that's not really how that person's how that person's chewing. You know, it's not an actual square. Like, or he said, she said, he said, she said, asked yeah. him, he said, asked him. Like we didn't. Our, yeah, go and ahead. it's it's not saying like the speakers don't know what they're doing. No, 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 like no. They don't know how to speak the language. So what we're like what I noticed is even the top like people who've been teaching for a long time and know how to write the language very well for some reason they'll still 
um, go into like when translating and I see this among other like all speakers it's like it's hard f for fluent speakers to translate from English into the language um, if it's written down and they'll follow more of the English kind of way of speaking so like the word kiddo like he or she is saying something um, in in a lot of English stories or kids stories you know it said you know it's used a lot like oh bear said this uh, and then the fox said and then and then bear said and then replied yeah and then so then you'll get a lot of like oh gikido like he said she said oh gikido moko gikido wagush gikido so then you'll see a bunch of gikidos in the story whereas if you hear um just a speaker t speaking naturally in the language you don't hear a lot of gikidos like you hear it here and there but just but that's just one example of of when you can kind of tell that the story was written in English first and then translated into the language. Yeah, so, I mean, I can't say don't, I get, know, how, know how all the books are written and blah, 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 but I know that if they're stories that are like stories from or old stories from here, it like if you, if they're stories that have been said and then written and translated and transcribed, I find those ones are easier for me to sit down and read from recordings yeah sorry exactly plug in here <laughs> um but it's easier to to read those stories that have been um transcribed from recordings and when i say like read your kids to bed or read yourself to sleep or read it out, out loud it's practicing that last part of speaking and comprehending compre like comprehension of a language is one thing speaking a language is the next you know or is an, is another thing and i think that the last step is figuring out how to be comfortable practicing and applying and that's what we're doing here in this immersion setting right like practicing and applying everything we learn as we learn it because we're losing every day is it is a moment for us to learn Nishnabemwen and every moment is a opportunity to listen to a recording or to listen to you know something something that's um being shared on YouTube by a, a fluent speaker and then the opportunities that we have to actually go and see those people we we've you know made sure that we've used up our time well using the resources that we do have at home and it's not like there's a lot of resources out there so it's not like i can say oh i just want resources in my dialect or where we're from we don't really have that choice because there's so little resource like books so uh, we have books from all over wherever you know whatever's closest to our you know um, writing system, I guess. So using double vowel, but we have books like from Minnesota that were created out there, and then Manitoulin Island, and yeah, so just all over. And 
for me when I read, um, I'll try and follow whatever's said in the in the book or whatever's written, but I'll also kind of change certain words that maybe we use here or that's more uh, familiar with myself or with our kids that we use. So like some books that we have, um, they have like day day for father and mama for mother. Um, so and then we use nous and then gushe. So whenever I'm reading, I'll just change that wherever it says day day. You know, I'll say nous or yes, and gushe for mama. So thing little things like that, I'll I'll change. Um, but other times too, I don't know. I might ne not necessarily know a word to use differently, so I'll just uh, read what's what's written there. Yeah, and I do the same thing when I'm reading. Well, I'll, I'll just say specifically when I'm reading um, Zada to sleep, like I'll usually sit in a chair with her and read her, um, rock her and read a story while she's laying in my arms. And um, a couple of tips for anybody out there who wants to do the same or is finding that a helpful idea of being able to practice. Um, so I start at I should just demonstrate it for you now. Um, I'm going to run upstairs and grab a book and just do it. So I'm back and I grabbed a book. I shouldn't have grabbed one. <laughs> it's a Robert Munch, so we know, of course, that it's English written, transcribed. Um, I like to, like I said, read books that um, are in... We already talked about this. So... I'll just show you um, kind of how I do this and this for me is like how I kind of gift cadence to my kids. Well this is usually by the time they're already sleepy but I'll read the page and the first time through to just it's gonna be rusty I'm gonna make mistakes it's not gonna sound great it's gonna be um, broken um, choppy so I just read it through just kind of like you read through a test you know, you read through the test and then you write the test. So I read through it, then I go back to it. This time around, I'm just again getting my mouth muscles moving. I'm not like focusing too much on, um, you know, where the mistakes are and da 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 da. By this time, my daughter's like, you know, um, starting to get tired. So I will generally stop flipping pages and pick one page that has a lot of letters on it. That way, the flipping of the pages isn't waking up my daughter or the child that I have and um, I can just focus on going back to the top of the page. Then I do this exercise and I call it like an add-on takeoff exercise and it's so I start at the top of the page and I've been reading and when I make a mistake that's when I stop and I go back to the beginning and that's so that not only am I going to the word that I've made the mistake on or that I think that I've made the mistake on but I also get to practice everything up until then and in saying that I get to practice a cadence so I mean I wouldn't suggest doing this if you are like really just beginning it's it's more of like a, you wanting to begin to apply it a more moving from novice into intermediate level but it's just a way to to have your words flow more like a fluent speaker rather than 
because when we're learners we're still thinking about how what am I going to say next and even if we're telling a story like even myself I'll like have to pause or I'll make a mistake and I'll pause think about okay how do I say that right and then go back whereas when we have a story that we're reading we're able to just kind of flow through it if we're able to read it if we're at that level of being able to read show you I'll demonstrate it now although this is the whole point I'm gonna sound you know a little bit ridiculous so then go on a see okay then go on a make then go Anam me jigat jigat anam jigat I've never heard that word. Ningo anam jigat mama kido minawa shime we bitagoshin o yak ayawat nimshak gawe wipa nimshak widi nebegamik gawin kido Matthew gio nimshak ki gadam wat o a bitut maji biganak. Gagadam wat nin a nabayan. Gawin wea gina ma sin or nene kidon ma. Aha. Ningo anami jigat. Ningo anami jigat. Ningo anami jigat. That's it. Ningo anami jigat. So finally. Here we are. I don't know how long it's taking me, right? But finally now, you can kind of hear I'm starting to get a cadence. Ngo anami... Oh, here we go. Ngo anami gijigat. Mamagi kedominawa. Shime, we bitagoshin. Oh, yuck, ayawat nimshuk. So I still don't really sound like I know what I'm saying because it sounds really choppy. Like I keep practicing and practicing. I'll begin to recognize what the words are saying and begin to... Oh, I know what O means. Yuck. I, I, oh. So I think, too, as a second language learner, that because the writing system isn't a set spelling system, it's just a, a system to follow the sounds, there's no standardized spelling in Anishinaabemowin. So resources like the dictionaries or the online dictionaries and then books that are written they'll be in double vowel but there might be slight differences in in writing the words and how depending on the level of or how how well this the person that wrote the book um, even the syllables might be separated differently so as a learner, we kind of you kind of have to adapt almost to each resource that's made uh, to to say the words correctly, and yeah, so that's a kind of one challenge that you might go from resource to resource, and they might have the same word spelled a little differently, like a G might be a K or vice versa, or um, things like that. So you. You and kind I of think, have, you get used to it and you just, that's just kind of one of the things learners you have to deal with. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm not trying to be like toxic positivity over here, but I think that that's like, it's a pain, but it's a, it's a skill because like now it's, I know like I'm struggling through that, but it's a lot easier for me to be able to adapt when I'm reading now because... I've just like learned so many ways of reading and knowing that it's the sounds that matter 
which is why I'm like, I'm not like, yes, we should be writing and learning or writing and reading everything. No, it's just like an added way of helping us get more efficient quicker so that we can begin passing down the language. And then when we are there and we are efficiently and there's enough of us passing the language on them, we can kind of worry about the way in which we do it. I feel like there's just too much of an urgency right now to worry about, you know, doing it the way we would have done it 400, 500 years ago. I just don't think we're in the place of the time with the resources to be able to do it that way. And so if we can try our best to just gather what we can and pass it on, then we're in a little bit of a better spot than focusing on only sitting and listening for hours and hours and then not really being able to do anything with that or take that or move any way forward with it. You know, um, I just, it feels almost like, um, like, yeah, like the urgency is just, is too great. Um, I would love to just be able to sit and listen and learn that way. Um, we just aren't being given the the privilege to be able to do that with the situation that we're all in right now. So also while you read um, books from different places, I also don't think it's a necessarily bad thing if you're reading materials from all over and are learning five different ways to say one word. I only had to learn Nishnabim one that way and that's how I know I sound like ridiculous half the time because I'm using different words from different dialects with different like even if anything I am saying is right, I know that the dialect is probably not there or, you know, the sub-dialect is not there. Um, and that's just because of... I've had teachers from everywhere with different personalities, with different ways of speaking. And for me, it's just like, wow, now I can understand that many more people. I don't, I don't only know one community, one way of speaking. It's not a, a thing to look down at or a thing to to be mad at, I don't think, um, and I'm not looking down at anyone who speaks one dialect or one sub-dialect or is from one community and has only spoken, like, that's wonderful, preserve that, that's unique, that's beautiful, we need those, those people who, who, who have that gift of, of that way of speaking, and just saying that if that's all you have right now, I don't think it's a, a thing to be ashamed of or something to be discouraged about, because, now I can go to this community or that community and I kind of know, you know, those five words from here or make sure I don't use we do co over here and make sure I use, you know, um, not emotion over here. You know, like it's just giving me a, a light in that sense. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm not trying to be positively toxic or toxic positivity over here, but it's it's nice to put a spin on that because um, I know I talk really funny what I the stuff I do know. But comprehension-wise, it's great. <laughs> I can understand a lot a lot more of a variety. <laughs> Eavesdrop on a lot more conversations. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but elders, beware. I really want to listen to your Anishinaabe more. <laughs> like, I would never, like, you know, like, be disrespectful. But I'm, I will totally sit behind the plant and listen to you guys just talk if you, if you let me. <laughs> Yeah, that's just kind of our reality is that we just have to take the resources. So like even for like when we were talking earlier about the videos that we have on YouTube or that are on YouTube made by other people, you know, they're from all over the place and we just, we have them on because it's still Anishinaabe one, it's still Ojibwe. So 
uh, where we learn from the videos as well but it's also you know giving it's giving our kids variety of the language in different ways and different different environments of whatever the you know different contexts of using it of however the person is has used it and I think that's what ultimately they're there needs to be more of, and I think people will start making more of our videos that are more just Anishinaabe Moan only, directed at children, or I guess directed at anyone. But uh, I think that, you know, people are starting to notice more that, you know, when you use the language more, then it's easier to stay in it rather than to go back and forth. And yeah, um... All, when all is said and done, um, I have no expectations that either of my kids, I like, don't expect them to go into the world and go into language work. Like, they can have their own, you know, passions and um, dreams. But who's to say that if Mozawa and I try our very best and uh, give them everything that we got and provide what we can who's to say that they won't take that pick that up and go with themselves and learn it after that um i won't ever put that expectation there that i expect them to do that but who's to say that they won't go and do that on their own and i know that as a mother i've done my job i've done everything i possibly could with the background that i have with the resources that i have to give my kids that and so i guess in our final episode of season one of you know, what is a season <laughs> in a podcast? And what is a podcast? And what is this? And what is life? And, you know, um, this pandemic has been really, really, really hard. And um, for ourselves, we just want to take a little bit of a break before I'm back in school. And uh, we hope that maybe we can have a season two. Um, no promises yet. It'll depend on demand and everything as well. Um, but yeah, that our final word kind of in saying, or at least for me, is that, you know, even if I do this all wrong, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what people say because my daughter can, you know, pick it up herself and go on. And if you're going to judge her for doing that, I'm not too worried um, I feel like everyone out there who might be feeling the same insecurities or the same way, just know that I'm here supporting you. What's always here rooting for you. We love you and we're here to, you know, do nothing but encourage you to try your best. And um, if you don't speak your language or you haven't picked that up yet, that doesn't mean um, you're any less by any means. That's not our message either. It's just that if you are trying, like we really... Uh, do support you and created this to create a better community for all of us. So um, I don't know if there's anything you'd like to say before we we head out. I'll just say that even if you have kids are that are a bit older and you feel like it's too late, I don't think it's too late no. for you. But you just have to use the language like every day and just make it normal, just normalize it as um, every every time you see a bear, it's not a bear anymore, it's a makwa, or, and you don't, you know, <laughs> you don't have to say, um, sorry, 
Like, I don't mean you have to speak. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You don't have to ex- explicitly say, like, no, say makwa. Like, just when you're when you're talking, like, naturally, like, you know, every day, like, bamapi goabin, or miigwech, or mishin, like, give me, you know, mishinu, mishinu, like, or mishinwe. Um, give me that, or, you know. Chichigeda, majan. Yeah, like Just normalizing it every day, and then just using that. I think that will, that that makes it kind of it makes it alive it makes it what it is it makes a connection to your real life it's daily you know it's not a a subject at school it's not a subject in online uh, web page it's you know your everyday life it's not a zoom class you know all of these things we need that help us of course but in order to really connect to it you need to use it and connect connect with it daily yeah so we encourage you to build that relationship or find that relationship or discover that relationship or whatever it is we're here and yeah Waste. <laughs>